Okay, we are in Sefer Ezra, Perik Dalid, Pasuk Yudbeis Yediyah Leheve Lamalka Di Yehudai, and it is a great personal delight for me to welcome back our star Talmud and engineering specialist Danny Agus, who just got back this morning at 5.30 from a five-day whirlwind visit of Eretz Yisrael. And in short, he did whatever they asked him to do. If it was to go to a hospital, he was at a hospital working in the fields in Ashkelon, he did that, visiting widows, visiting hostages. He has a steamer trunk of beautiful memories which he is going to share with us, maybe even take a sheer to do when we count his experience. But in any case, we are delighted to have him back. He has truly fulfilled what we say, bringing Simcha La'artsecha, he brought joy to the people that he visited. At the same time, he brought happiness to our eternal Jerusalem. So we're delighted, really delighted to have him back. Now we get to a bigger problem as well here. And that is, we saw in the end of yesterday's year uh, that there was a group, the Shomunim, who had galvanized public opinion to such an extent against the Jews who were rebuilding the temple that they plotted and planned a master public relations campaign that consisted of lobbying and political pressure. And then what they did is compose a letter to Koresh, a letter sound and signed by thousands of signatories. You'd be amazed how many closet anti-Semites come out when there is a project underway to um, attack them. And so this was signed by so many people in the area of Judea, the neighboring counties, up to the Nahar Pras. And I emphasize this because the question arises, Koresh at heart was a great person. He was a tzaddik. The man says the Kaddish Baruch who had ordered him to have the Jews go back to Yerushalayim and build their temple. We saw it. He provided them every convenience, every material benefit, every support. So now, on the basis of a letter that says they're building fortifications, they're building um, walls, they're not building the temple, they are just planning a revolt against you, King Koresh. Well, you would think that a king whose instincts are basically that decent, who's commanding an empire of 120 provinces, would send somebody out to say, well, is it true? Are they building these huge fortifications? Are they building ramparts? No, he accepts the letter that we're going to see, probably because there were so many thousands of signatories, he reasoned this must be true. I don't have to fact check it. So let's begin. Uh, and as we say, the letter they send to King Koresh is in Aramaic. King Koresh will send back a response that is in Persian. 
And that too contributes to a confusion in translation, which the Samaritans use to their benefit. But we will see that in a moment. So we begin with Yud Beis. Yediyah, this is the opening of the letter. They greet the king. Yediyah leheve lamalka to Yehudoi desilku min levyosecha alinu aso liyushalayim. We wish to make known to the king, King Koresh, that the Jews that left Bavel under your instruction to come to Yerushalayim have arrived at Yerushalayim. What they have done is make it a Kiryosa Maradata, a city of a rebellion, Ubi Ishta Banin and a city of evil, and what they're doing, they are building these massive walls that have nothing to do with the temple, and ramparts, and fortifications, and they are linking the fortifications. This has nothing to do with what you have sent them for. On the contrary, therefore we want the king to know that with these fortifications, with these ramparts, they are contemplating rebellion against you. And with a rebellion against you, Minda, below, Vahalach, Lo they are not going to pay the taxes, the personal taxes, the highway taxes, the tribute to you. And it can only cause irreparable damage to your treasury. So ignoring the fact how a few Jews, they can bankrupt the Persian Empire's tax system, isn't even questioned. So, and here it's subject to invitation to an kol but most of them say, this is our stated intent, is to destroy the Malachachila, destroy the temple. Others say it's to prevent a loss to you. Malachna ba'arvas malka, lo'irchrona lamechza adina shalachna ba'hodiyana lamalka. So that what we are concerned about is that we do not want to stand about lamachza and witness this to our king and sovereign. And that's why we are telling you what is going on here. And now they have a very interesting proposal. They say, you don't have to take our word for it. Go to the historical archives. Every nation kept its history in writing. Go to our historical archives, more specifically the Persian archives that your fathers and grandfathers had. Look, research into those archives. Let's stop there. Go there. You are going to see that this propensity to rebel and to completely tear themselves off is in their DNA. 
It goes throughout their history, especially if there's a non-Jewish king that is ruling over them. Um, from the first days. In other words, but whoever it is, if it's Sancheirev, if it's Paronecho, uh, they, they will throw off, they will rebel because it's a non-Jewish king. And therefore, that's why the city was destroyed. This propensity to just make rebellion. We are making this known to the king. Because if they continue on this path with the massive fortifications, with the massive um, ramparts and connected tunnels, which are just going to lead to rebellion against you, you know what's going to happen next? They are not going to be content with just the city of Yerushalayim. They are going to take the Aver Hanahar, trans-Euphrates, um, as we call it, the river across their massive territory. That's next on their agenda. So, now, Koresh gets the letter, and he responds, I have received this letter. It is in front of me. Received from Rachum, the counselor, Sopra, your scribe. And he lists the other groups, the other cohorts, and even cities that are on the, uh, the west bank of the Euphrates. Therefore, Nishtavnana di Shalachtun Ayena Meforesh Keri Kadmi. And so I have it right before me, um, and I am promulgating as follows Nishtavna di Shalachtun Ayena Meforesh Keri Kadmi. And yes, it is true. I have found in my research that yes, they do have this sense of rebellion. They rebel against any king who is ruling over them who is not Jewish. And they do that. They perform rebellion and they separate themselves. And now he's going on with their history that he's unearthed. Uh, and there were mighty kings that ruled them. Even across the Euphrates. And it's true. They did pay taxes and duties and levies to the occupying uh, power. It's interesting that that's what he's focusing on. He's focusing on the history. Like, yes, I researched the history. Does he research if the accusation is true? Does he research what the basis is? No, that is what he unearths. Therefore, says Koresh, Kan simu tam levatlo guvraya elech. Now, I am going to issue 
what you would call a cease and desist order to halt these people. Levat lo gavre elech. Bekriyosadoch losis nabe admine tamo yitoshen. And this city shall not be built until losis nabe admine tamo yitoshen. Until I issue a countermanding proclamation to go back. Notice there's no mention in his cease and desist order about the temple. One, he couldn't, because the truth is, as we've said, once in Persia, the king made a proclamation, you couldn't undo it, as we're going to see in Purim, Ahasuerus could not revoke the Gezerah trying to kill the Jews. It had to be done by circumvention. But he's not even, they're not even talking about the temple. They make no mention of the temple. Uh, and therefore, Uzehirin, he's adding this, be careful not to um, use swiftness to do this. Don't lose the opportunity here because why risk further endangerment to the kings of the area? In other words, he has bought this hook, line, and sinker. Continues on Chav Gimel, and so as soon as Koresh's letter is sent to Rechum and Shimshi, um, and the interesting part is from there, they race Aslu. They race to the Jews in Yerushalayim. And they stop the temple construction, and that's why they rush there. And Malbin says there's not a doubt that when they translated the letters from Persian to Aramic, they inserted fraudulently that this applies to the Beis Hamikdash. That's why they're rushing down there in such haste, because they know that nobody's doing anything. They're going to get the Beis Hamikdash within their sights. So, so the work the work on the Beis Hamikdash is halted and remains halted. It's going to remain halted for 18 years until the second year. We're going to pass through the eight years, 14 years of Achashverosh in the interim. Some say the Medrash that he is the son of Achashverosh and Esther, but we're not so sure. But in any event, it will resume in 18 years. And what's fascinating is that in 18 years is the end of 70 years from Yirmiyahu's prophecy till um, the destruction of the temple. That 70 years is told. That was the measure that tripped up all the kings, including Belshazzar. We will see Ahasuerus. But it comes out exactly then, and the temple will be rebuilt. In Mirza Hashem, we will see this um, 
hopefully in our time, but certainly in Yitzhashem, Monday morning, 8.45 a.m., Perik Hey, you will not want to miss it. Be there. Ad time.